1: Live at the Greenbrier Resort in West Virginia for Browns Training Camp, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop, Nathan Zagura, and Gerard Cherry.
0: Live on a first Friday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily, I am merely Bo Gibbe from his palatial suite, the presidential suite at the Greenbrier. Down in West Virginia, an off day, my friend. I'm sure you've already been to the spa. You get a little mani-pedi, a little massage, maybe a little golf this afternoon. How's the day shaping up?
2: Live from the blue-carpeted presidential suite with the (laughs) lime green chairs that I'm sitting in. Just a fantastic little view today from my my palatial uh, chateau. Here in West Virginia.
0: <laughs> they love that. So the, for fo- those of you who have not been, and if, if you picked up on any of the social from our, it's a gorgeous setting. I mean, it's a stunning setting in the mountains of West Virginia. Um, the property is unbelievable, but they are yes. committed to that look. It's that Dorothy Draper look. She's the designer that they had do it, and she did the whole operation. And it is bright, vibrant colors juxtaposed against one another in every room, on every hallway, every door. You can't escape it, Gibby. And not necessarily, like, old. Like,
2: the the mansion is old, and, and like, the yeah. grounds, there, there's a little sense of old. But, like, in the room, it's just bright and colorful and yeah. not necessarily old stuff.
0: <laughs> oh, no, no, no. This like, they, they, they still sell it. If, I'm sure they do. There's still that store that somewhere, when you make that walk as you're heading north, um inside the main hotel there's that walk they have that store there where you can buy all that stuff that that they still that they sell they have all of those the it's that dorothy draper design yeah, stuff that I, they have I, I am uh, uh, I, yeah so i think i
2: think the missus is actually going to come down here for a couple days this weekend before uh, oh, before we pack great. up and she's like what am i gonna do i go boy there's a lot to do but please avoid the furniture store because <laughs> she's gonna find something and be like that would look good i because she's Bright and vibrant colors yeah. and things like that, and she, you know, not not that most stuff, but there 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 will be something she will inevitably yeah. think. Well, that would look good in our house.
0: That's right. That's right. I don't know um, if it looks look,
2: good for the cost, but you know. yeah,
0: <laughs> price tags. Pricing, yeah. notwithstanding. <laughs> yeah. Um Look, you guys, you guys have the day off today. Um, we're gonna we hear a cavalcade of stars on the program for you guys to kind of reflecting on the first few days of camp, and then this break, and then what has truly been a ramp up period, and then tomorrow it will get pretty real, and then Friday really real because you'll have uh, contact on on Friday of the practice. I guess you've ha- you've been down there since Friday night. Um, you've been down there a while. The team's been down there since Saturday. I guess let's just start here. I understand it's a broader question, but do you feel like this is working, this idea of going down there?
2: So I can tell you this. I I, I went down and had breakfast. It, it has been a work day for up until this point, and yeah. it will continue to be a work day till probably about 3 o'clock when I believe we will be playing a little golf later on today. There you go. Um, but I went downstairs and, and grabbed some breakfast because the, the training facility and the training fields where we're at are closed today for the day okay. off and, and rightfully so uh, I think the support staff needs a day off as much as anybody. Yeah. Um, and I walk in and I'm having breakfast and I look around and there's just tables, uh, of players having breakfast and it's all different positions. It's not like the defensive lineman are is sitting in one group yeah. and it's not like the wide receivers are all, it's not, it's not segregated by position. Sure. Um, and I overheard a couple guys talking, so where are you from and what do you, like, yes, I, I think it's working from a bonding standpoint for sure. I mean, there's not, we've talked about it, it's not like there's an abundance of things that you can do here. Um, and I, I think these guys are really getting some good time together and learning about one another. And y- you can see it start to come together here.
0: Yeah, I imagine that you can't. That was the intent, right? And as we see, like all of the NFL reported today – uh, us and the Jets have been at it because we're in the Hall of Fame game uh, a week from tomorrow. But the rest of the NFL is re- yeah, hard to believe. Uh, the rest of the NFL is reported today. So you're having you know those start of conference press conferences all over the all over the league today, throughout uh, throughout the sport. So this is when everyone else is getting ramped up now. So they we've done that ramp up part. Um, and and I think when it's it's interesting. I guess I never paid attention or didn't think of it this way. But a lot of operations are done this way. Where they still go off to a college campus. Pittsburgh does it in Latrobe. Um, there are, are places still, uh, Chicago and others who go and play at a at a remote college, a small college. And do that. You just happen to do it at a resort. But the idea of it is, let's really let's build a team this week. And I know that was something that was very critical for Kevin Stefanski, something he wanted desperately was to build the sense of team and everyone rowing in the same direction. Um, today, I would think would be a big day for that. The players are off. Um, you guys, you guys, as you mentioned, you're gonna play a little golf this afternoon. We we know that AB he's going on a hike. Um, that's important to have that kind of unplug. What, what are do you know what any of the guys are doing down there? Yes, they do, are they doing I, the whitewater rafting? Any of that? They playing golf? What's some of the well, things
2: you're hearing? Yeah, yeah I, I'm pretty sure the whitewater rafting is frowned upon. I would have loved to have done that today. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's some of the best whitewater rafting down there. There is. Um, I saw QB one and QB two. Uh, as as I was coming into breakfast, they were headed out, golf clubs on shoulders. Nice. So they were going to play golf. I know that one position group was going to the movies this afternoon. Um, they had rented out a theater. Okay. to, to go To go see a movie. Um, I, I there were there were some other guys. Uh, I know that there were a couple other activities going on around here today, and I think there were a lot of guys going golfing. I, I saw our kicker. It decked out from head to toe. Uh, he looked very nice in his golf gear. He was ready to go. <laughs> I think a lot of guys hitting the links today, but um, there, there is a lot of stuff to do. And, uh, you know, it, it seems to me like everybody has – no one is sitting in their rooms today. Good. Yeah. Good. You got to go yeah.
0: live. It's wild, wonderful West Virginia. That's the whole point. I mean, they got the off-road tours you can do. You can do skeet shooting. I think they have falconry if you wanted to do that. I certainly
2: would I think Grossi was doing that earlier. Was today. he doing the falconry? It was his birthday. Good I God. think the falcon was landing on his arm. I was like, That's I what know he wanted? someone who wouldn't sign up for that.
0: Oh, my God. There's yeah. not a dollar so
2: amount. They, they they teased the falcons with live mice.
0: Yeah, that's how it works. And, and, I mean, and you hold your
2: arm up with this mouse, and this falcon lands on your arm. Oh, my God. Something no. to that effect. I don't know.
0: <sighs> no, we're, we're not going to have that. I, I don't Absolutely have that. Absolutely not. It is one of those places because they have the three golf courses there at the main – uh, facility there at the Greenbrier, and then they have the Sneed, which is for ownership and um, ownership people. And when I mean ownership, I mean people who own property and own vacation homes there. There's obviously quite a bit of people who live there year round as well, and they have that course for them. So you're talking about four golf courses. If anything, yeah. if any place can withstand that much play, this one can.
2: Yeah, Z is playing with luminaries this morning yeah. at uh, the uh, the top the Sneed, right? level. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, don't, don't you have to live
0: on there? You have to be to an the, owner of a, yeah. a home, or uh, you know, a lot of some of them are half part-time residents, some of them are full-time residents. But you, it's th- that is for the people who are uh, members there uh, in, in a more permanent. Not, you can't stay at the resort and go play there. Um, now, where are you playing this afternoon? I, I believe we're going to be playing the Meadows. Oh, you'll like that. So that was my favorite.
2: I, I you know, I, I appreciate the old white. I just. I, I I don't have a mortgage payment to go play it.
0: Well, it's also a, like uh, I know it's and easy they're getting for Z. ready for the live tour. <laughs> yeah, I know it's easy for Z and I. You know, I would always play tees that were made sense for my handicap when I played there. Um, but it, it's a full day if you're not really good.
2: Yeah, well, it, and it's beautiful. I, it I is. will tell you, yeah. that I got a chance to walk it on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I walked like four or five holes. There was no one out there, and the, that's when the only time we've really had any rain. Uh, there was a storm coming, and I got a chance to walk it, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is unbelievably nice. Yeah. It's a beautiful <laughs> the, the setting. The fairways are crazy. The greens are insane. Yep. Yeah. But no, it, it's, it's cool. a beautiful course.
0: Yeah, it's a cool place. And it's. Uh, this is a uh, – there was a very we, – we talked to A.B. about this yesterday, about this notion of when did you decide to do this. And we talked to Kevin. When we had Kevin on, we were at the undisclosed location, and we were asking him about – You know, camp and kind of the breakdown of it all. And one thing that was really important for him was to find a way for camp not to be monotonous. And while we all and by we I mean the fans and everybody loves when we're in Berea and everybody can come out and all of that, this is this is a long haul, man. This is a lot of practices. It's a long ways before we play games that matter. I mean, we're talking about Hall of Fame game next week, but we're talking about six weeks before we're playing one that really matters. So like I think it was really important and I think the objective was pretty simple like let's try to keep this fresh let's keep people engaged I guess to that end and and we we're so early into this thing and I, Z yesterday said he felt like that was like when camp really started was yesterday um, are you seeing the enthusiasm with the players are you see, what what's different for our fans who are at training camp last year what's the most noticeable thing that they would notice if they were there as you've been with a front row seat? I think the
2: the the talent level from top to bottom, when you when you go and you look and you're like, you're pulling out your you know our roster cards that we get you know so so we know because there's ninety guys here you know there's yeah. a couple guys that we have never seen until this week that were signed between minicamp and now, like th- there are guys making plays and you're like who's that guy and he's making another play and he's doing it like. He's on third-team defense making it against first-team offense. And, and and you're just going back and forth and going, who's this guy? Well, wait a minute. Who's this wide receiver? Who's who's this DB? I, I, I just think from top to bottom, the talent level is it, – it's the best in 11 years that I've been doing this, hands down. And I know we talk about the quarterback and, and – if he can be the guy that we that we believe he can be, then the sky's the limit, and I would agree with you. I mean, I, I don't know where you're going to cut guys. I talked to an assistant coach the other day. He said cutdowns – he goes, I'm already kind of dreading cutdowns. He goes, I have no idea who who
0: we'd even cut right now from our position group, and we might have to cut like six guys. <laughs> yeah, it's – I mean, we said by the time this roster was kind of put together – uh, and that that includes, you know, and hopefully we get some good news on Marquise Goodwin at some point. That would be because he's a big part, I think, of what would make this roster one that that holds up against any we've seen around here in a very, very long time. Um, just position by position, the overall talent when Zedarius came in. Um, and you, you think about everything that happened in the offseason via free agency, via trade, Elijah Moore, who I know has popped, we'll hear from Greg Newsom here momentarily, and he had glowing things to say about Elijah Moore. We have all talked about Elijah Moore very glowingly. Um, I, I, we said, I mean, I think it's the most talented roster that they've, they've had here since the late 80s. Uh, you know, that's probably where this one kind of stacks up from a talent standpoint. But as you know, as a native Clevelander, the fans don't want to hear any of that. <laughs> they don't. Like anytime somebody asks me, I'm sure you get the same thing. They're like, Well, does it look? And I'm like, Well, it looks pretty spectacular. It's a really loaded roster and they're yeah, yeah, but and I understand that the organization is a point where they, we're in the yeah but business right now. Like it has to happen in September. Sure. And that's why while I have no interest in fast forwarding through the, the final stages of summer, there is an excitement to playing the games that matter because that's when you will see this talent actually get it done on the field. Well, and I think you'll start to get a
2: feel on Friday and Saturday when the pads come on for the first time. Yeah. I mean, every guy we've interviewed this week, and you'll hear from Dalvin Tomlinson coming up, like Dalvin was ready to put the pads on the day after minicamp ended. Yeah. Like, he has been ready to go. Like, Newsom yesterday in his press conference, I'm ready to put the pads on. Let's go. Like, the offense has kind of been showing us up here a little bit because we can't tackle and we can't make some plays. We want to make some plays.
0: Yeah and I, I saw the uh NFL's doing their NFL 100. Zadarius was on that list. I want to say he was 85 84 mid 80s yeah, something like that 80, yeah. he was on that list. Yeah. So but
2: I, I just I think that's what people will sh- should notice because th- there's a lot of talent. I mean there there's a lot of guys. There's a lot of depth. Um and, and obviously the, the the big thing is how big the defensive line is.
0: I mean, well, it's... we talked about that with A.B. yesterday. I, that's the first thing that I noticed, even in minicamp, was just the we got bigger. He said he wasn't a conscious decision to get bigger and that it wasn't necessarily following what Philadelphia was doing. But whether that was the intent or not, that's the reality. This is a much more physical-looking defensive line than the one you had a year ago. Uh, Tomlinson in the middle is is a full day. Siaki Ika is a full day. Zadarius opposite Miles. It gives you that opportunity to do some things. And I, I think – You know, we alluded to this a little bit with talking with Gerard and Nathan about JOK and haven't really got into the Delpit conversation yet either. But even the corners, like there are so many guys on our team, especially on defense, who are in the thick of their prime. And it's about now becoming the player that you always thought you wanted to be, a great player, a pro bowler, that type of stuff. We talked about that with JOK. Um, It does feel like there is time now and there's a sense of urgency. I think pressure is the wrong word, but there is a sense of urgency for this roster top to bottom, of looking around and going, hey, we got everything that everybody asked of us. We've got everything. A.B. has checked every box. Now it's just about execution, and that's what will happen on Thursday is you'll get your first look at that, and then Friday a real look at it, and then by the time you start getting into the preseason, this thing whizzes by in a hurry. Yeah,
2: and that's – I mean, really and truly, that, <laughs> it's coming quick. I think the other factor, and I know we're up against it here, but sure. like Andrew Barry – Super relaxed yesterday. Yeah, he was. and you and he said it. You 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 asked him the question of the interview, like yeah. twenty twenty was COVID twenty one. You had right. a lot of drama with Baker in the wideouts. Last year was you know with everything with Deshaun. Super like his grin, yeah. You can tell he's enjoying this. Kevin Stefanski, you can tell he's enjoying this. I yeah. can tell you the other night, AP and I were going to meet up with Z at yeah. uh, at, at for dinner. Getting off the shuttle, Mr. and Mrs. Haslam, they were like, hey, we were just at the sports bar. We had the pizza. You got to try the pizza. (laughs) What? Like, everybody is relaxed. Like, they know what they got to do. It's not that every, you know, this is not a vacation, and everybody knows this isn't a vacation, but, and when it's time to work, you're seeing it out on the field, and the assistant coaches have said it is clear from the time mini camp ended. These guys have put time and effort in to working on stuff prior to camp. Yeah, uh, that's great. And, but but there is a there is a weight off of a lot of people's shoulders.
0: Yeah. All right. So you go relax now. Where are you? So you're playing at three. Who's in the who's in the group? Uh, uh, Z. Oh, he's doing know, a thirty sixer. He's doing thirty six.
2: He's determined to. I mean, it's 90 degrees. We'll see how well yeah. that plays out today. And that will become a factor later this week, the heat that you guys yeah. are having. It's hot, By man. Friday, it's going to be in the mid-90s here when the guys take the field. Yeah, it- that's going to be will- Brutal. It will That'll be, be hot in pads. Yep. Uh, Z, uh, AP, and uh, Yellowstone. I am clearly the wow. worst player in the group, and I will be looking for the beverage cart by hole two.
0: Oh, I like it. I like it. Enjoy it, my friend. You've earned it. Uh, thanks for joining us here uh, off the top of the program here on a first Friday. It is a first Friday, so act accordingly it's fir- out there.
2: You're, you're darn right, and we're That's going right. to. Thank right, you, be Great Gibby.
0: All right, the great Gibbe uh, joining us here for Hot Topics presented by Vivid Seats, official fan experience partner of your Cleveland Browns. Coming up next, Greg Newsom. It's a cavalcade of stars. Dav- Dalvin Tomlinson will join. You'll get Z and Gerard, their big breakdown of what they've seen so far. We're loaded up here on Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Ballybet, sports betting partner of your Cleveland Browns. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: Live at Browns Training Camp, located at the Greenbrier Resort in West Virginia, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
0: Well, Greg Newsom has proved from the second he stepped into the league that he was ready for it. This year, a new look for the starting corner as he switches to number zero. Cover zero, perhaps, for him as well. Expecting a big year. Here's Newsom at the podium.
3: Oh, yeah, man. Um, no, nah, I was just super excited. Um, I got presented the opportunity to do it. I just um, got start. No, nah, but, um, yeah, I was presented the opportunity. Um, and I think I was pretty, it was pretty cool to be, you know, the first Cleveland Brown ever to wear zero. Uh, so that was a little behind it. And then, you know, going into this next year, I kind of wanted a fresh start, um, you know, with everything. And just wanted to, yeah, just get out there and have a fresh start. Um, and I'm super excited.
4: It's almost like a bullseye, though, that big thing. Yeah. You're <laughs> the attention of the
3: quarterback a little bit more. But... Yeah, I mean, I hope so. Uh, so get a little bit more production. So I hope I hope that's what it what it causes. How do you
4: feel like you want a fresh start? I mean,
3: what's that all about? Yeah, um, I'm going into year three. Um, I've been in the league for two years now, and I think I'm ready to, to you know, really make that next jump. So uh, that's kind of what I mean by fresh start is just ready to make that next jump. So I kind of wanted to just change everything, and um, that was one of the things. Do
5: you like the game slowing down for you a little bit?
3: Oh, for sure, man. Um, now I've been seeing this for the last two years. You know, I know what to expect now. Uh, it kind of feels like my junior year. You know, at Northwestern, where everything slowed down. I now mean, I'm just out there playing fast. So um, I'm hoping that that happens this year too. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, I'm all about this team, all about, you know, trying to get this team to, you know, our goals. Uh, so, yeah, definitely, you know, all that stuff is in the past, just ready to move forward. Greg, I
6: know you're a proud Wildcat wow, mom. Um, how, how troubling has it been to see the problems that are going on in the
3: school? Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, it's definitely troubling. You know, I had a great experience at Northwestern. Um, I have respect for all those guys. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, the Cleveland Browns is my team now, and, you know, that's what I'm focused on. Yeah,
4: you you was a little confused at how to react originally. posted something, deleted it, said I'm done with them, and then praising
3: Fitzgerald. Where are you with the school? Um yeah, I mean that's always, you know, I'm a alum. So, you know, that's always gonna be my school for sure. But you know, it was more so on the thing, is just you know, you gotta respect everyone. So, um, you know, I didn't want to say anything that would, you know, come off as disrespectful to anyone, so I decided to delete it. Uh, no, um, like I said, you know, I had a great time in Northwestern. Um, nothing but respect for the coaches. Um, but, you know, I'm just trying to focus on this, you know, journey right now.
7: Have you, have you been in communication with Fitz at all?
3: Uh, no, I just, you know, I, talk, um, I texted him. Uh, that was it. And then, yeah, I haven't talked to him since. When we see you out here, uh, you're doing a little bit of
6: everything. You're outside, you're inside. How do you like your role so far? Oh,
3: I love it. Um, you know, it's versatility, um, you know, some of the greatest in the game, you know, in this day, Marlon Humphrey, Jalen Ramsey. you know, a lot of them, you know, play inside and out. And, you know, I think I'm going to be able to really showcase my versatility this season. So do you think
6: this could be your, you know, your best season? Is that
3: what you're aiming for? And what would a best season look Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I definitely think this could be my best season. Um, but you know, what I'm really just focused on is trying to help the team win. Um, you know, if we're not winning and I'm playing great, I mean that doesn't mean anything. So, uh, with, with Jim Schwartz coming in here, you know he's been doing a great job. So I'm just super excited to you know showcase my talents in his defense.
6: When you Jim talk about to... emphasizing the man-to-man uh, as opposed to what you dealt with in previous years, where plays going on, you're having to think about okay, what should I be doing in the middle of the play? Do you feel like this man-to-man philosophy is going to allow you to play more instinctually, which ultimately then elevates your game?
3: For Sure. Um, you know, that's what we love, man-to-man. I think all the guys, we built this cornerback room to play man, so uh, with Schwartz, you know, playing aggressive, uh, we're all super excited.
7: When you talk about the versatile role this year, is that because Jim Schwartz's defense, like, is that where um, he's going to take advantage of that versatility as opposed to last year?
3: Oh, for sure. Um, You know, me and him had, you know, countless conversations, and, you know, it's just going to be a a lot of, you know, man-to-man and versatility, so I'm going to be able to know, showcase myself inside, outside, you know, wherever he needs me to play, you know, for this defense to be successful, I'm ready to do
7: it. So we see you outside and inside, we see Denzel inside and outside. So what determines who's where?
3: Uh, just pretty much depends on the game, probably. Um, we haven't really, you know, got deep into that. We're both just, you know, in training camp, just both working it. So, you know, any given week, we, we can do both.
6: With Jim A the defensive coordinator, what value has
3: Oh, man, it's it's amazing. You know, a guy that's played, I think he's on year 13, maybe. guy like that, that's a guy, you know, I'm a sponge. So I'm just getting around him, trying to get a bunch of information. And he already knows how the defense is supposed to be run. So um, it definitely helps us in the back end. How does it help you every
7: day out here to go against a quarterback like this and Extend plays and just do
8: so many different
3: things. How does that that help you specifically? Uh, It helps me a ton. I mean, you're not going to see, you know, too much better than him. You know, whether... People want to give him his respect yet um, he's ready to you know go out there and earn that again. But you know you're not going to see too much better than him. So you know while while we're out there going against him every day, he's prepping us to go against you know the top of the line quarterbacks in the NFL. So uh, I definitely love going against him every day. Do
6: you, do you see anything different from him this year? Since? Like there's more stability. Like he knows he's the guy. Like you guys know he's
7: the guy. Have you noticed any differences?
3: Just that confidence, man. Like he has that confidence out here. Um, he has a swagger back. Like it's just a whole. You could just tell just by looking at them. Just a happier guys, you know. So um, I'm super excited for him this season.
4: This was the first live drill, really, that red zone drill. And guys, defense got the
3: better of them today. Yeah, um, that's you know, the defense. You know, we wanna we wanna lead this team. So um, you know, every single day we're gonna try to bring energy. You know, it's it's hard going against those guys, man. I think we got one of the top offenses in the league. So you know, doing a good job against them is only gonna prepare us to go against anybody in the league. But yeah, we got, we got the better of them today. Right, how much
6: you guys even in the secondary feed off miles? Seeing you do things whatever. I mean, he, he could be 30 yards away from him, but pass rusher sees another pass rusher against that. Now they want to get it. You guys are in a different position, but
3: you still feed off him, right? Oh, for sure. I feed off, you know, all those guys on the front, you know, Uh Schwartz said like when you see big man running hard and playing hard, Us little guys, we have no choice but to run, you know? So um, seeing those guys up front just work, and they do a lot of dirty work for us out there, you know? They don't get a lot of credit, you know, other than getting sacks, but you know, they do a lot that that no one sees in the trenches. So I have none but respect for those guys and they definitely motivate us. How do
6: you Mm -hmm. view Miles
7: as a leader? You know, I Lee Jackson question that that he
3: was last is how do you Mm -hmm. view Miles as a leader? Oh man, I think he's doing a great job as a leader. you know, he's, he's, he's definitely a positive role model. He's a, definitely a talkative person. I um, I think he does a great job. You know, not all leaders have to be the most vocal. You know, that, that's not how it is. Like, Anthony Walker is a leader. He's a very vocal guy. Miles is a leader. He's vocal, but he also has that he's going to show his play on the field. So, I didn't agree with that, you know, leadership thing. I mean, leadership looks different, in, you know, in different ways. Denzel Ward is a great leader. He's more so of a guy who's going to show, you know, he's going to do the right things. He's not as vocal. So, I mean, leadership is, you know, it's not defined in one way to me. What have you seen
6: out of Elijah Moore? What's he like to cover? What's he
3: bringing to the table Yeah, um, I'm super excited. Uh, I'm just going to tell. The NFL better watch out for him. Um, he's one of the best that I've honestly been against. And I'm not just saying it because he's on my team. But, you know, um, I had the pleasure, you know, guard him every single day um, in OTAs. And now, and you know, he's a great route runner. He has speed. So um, I'm definitely, definitely super excited for him
5: go against Cedric a
3: little bit also just as a rookie what are you noticing from him uh that he just learns um you know as a rookie you know it's hard going right away you know going against the ones going against people that didn't see it all so, um he's definitely doing great i mean literally after practice he came up to me and was like what did you see you know what i'm saying like what did you see for me how can i improve so you know a guy like that that's that's willing to learn after you know some things is i definitely see a bright future for him. is
5: that typical have you noticed that to be typical, uh, I don't know you're still kind of young here, yeah. but is that typical for, for young receivers to come up to you and, and ask you those type of questions?
3: Um, honestly, not really. Honestly, a, a lot of it is like me and Amari talking after, you know, yeah. older guys, vets that are, but for a rookie to, you know, come up to me and like, what did you see here? Like, did I push off too much? Like, just trying to learn the game. Uh, so I'm super excited for him to help us this season. Was it an
7: adjustment to get you-
3: No, not at all. Um, I think I play better like that. Um, a guy like that who's, you know, hard knows, like he's he's only gonna accept greatness. Like I love that. It's not hard to because that's how I kinda hold myself. So a guy like that, you know, I'm super excited. Um, and he's been doing a great job for us so far. Did you get
9: Did you up make up this
6: the last one? Much when he
3: was with the Jets? Um no, I don't I don't think so. I got him a few times but uh, I didn't get him too too much. What was your- I was super excited, man. Um, you know, I trained out there in Arizona. I've seen him train multiple times. I see how fluid he was. Him coming out of the draft, obviously I've seen all the receivers. So, for us to get him, I mean, it's a steal. Uh, like, I'm super, like, I feel like you need to give up a first round to get a guy like that. Um, but, you know, I'm super excited for him. Um, and he's going to do a lot of big things for us this season.
0: All right, great stuff from Greg there. The Cleveland Browns 2023 schedule is here. Get your single-game tickets now for all the great matchups at Cleveland Browns Stadium. Visit clevelandbrowns.com slash tickets to purchase yours today. You heard Greg talk about those big guys up front, one of the very biggest. will join us next, Dalvin Tomlinson, one-on-one with Z. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Live
1: at Browns Training Camp, located at the Greenbrier Resort in West Virginia, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
10: Welcome back to Cleveland Browns Daily, live from Browns Training Camp at the Greenbrier in West Virginia. Very happy now to be joined by the new defensive tackle of your Cleveland Browns, Dalvin Tomlinson. Dalvin, you just came out of the cold tub.
8: (laughs) What is that like? Uh, it's, it was brutal today. It was like, I think the we had a lot of ice in there, like 38 degrees. Or was in there like 15 minutes or so. It was it was, it was chilly. How are
10: you staying? Like, can you even feel your legs right
8: now? Not at all. <laughs> I still, guess that's a good thing. Right? Still trying to warm up right now.
10: <laughs> when was the first time you ever did a cold tub when were you like, what the
8: heck am I
10: doing right now?
8: Uh, I had to be middle school. I made one at home, and I instantly got out and drained all the water out of the tub. I was like, I don't know how people do this, but... As I got to high school in Georgia, the heat and everything, I started to get used to it. So in middle school, you had the idea that you wanted to make your own cold tub. What inspired you to do that? Just watching (laughs) watching ESPN and watching all the NFL guys at the time do it. And um, like Ray Lewis and all them just in the cold tub, you know. And I was just like, to be great, you got to get in the cold tub. But I was just like, I don't know after the first time I did it. I don't know how many times I could do this. But um, I got used to it, and I do it all the time now.
10: So – if you could talk to middle school Dalvin Tomlinson and be like, I am in the NFL mm-hmm. in a cold tub at training camp right now, would that like have blown your mind?
8: Yeah. He, he, I don't know how that would have turned out. He probably would have been, I don't know about the NFL. Then Probably <laughs> had to change it. But um, definitely I would have told myself to get back in that cold tub. So
10: this is a lifelong dream that you're living, clearly.
8: Most definitely. Uh, ever since I was a kid, this is, I've been dreaming of something like this. All right, so
10: here you are with the Browns. You made the decision to come here in free agency. You were the top priority, get you locked up. And I'm sure you have in your mind what that's going to look like. And then all of a sudden later on, they bring in your buddy Zadarius Smith. So you're like, all right, here's a familiar face. This has a chance to be a pretty darn special defensive line, a pretty darn mm-hmm. special defense. What have you seen so far as we're just kind of easing into it here in training camp?
8: Yeah, like I said before, like it's a completely different scheme that I played in before. And uh, I got my guy Jordan Elliott uh, helping me out with the ropes because he's played in the defense for a couple years. You know old guys got always young from the young guys you feel me yeah and um you know like I, like you say you got Z and miles on the outside with oboe and everything and it's just the, the, the talents here it's just uh, we have to get the chemistry together and just keep grinding and the potentials through the roof right now
10: so what are some of the new things that maybe you're being asked to do in this scheme that is different that's different for you
8: uh, just the way I'm playing blocks and uh, back door a couple things and stuff like that and just I get to be fully aggressive and just go make some more plays.
10: Which I sure you, you smile when you say that. You like that. Most
8: definitely. I love it.
10: All right. So when you're a defensive lineman mm-hmm. and you go through this entire offseason period and the mini camp and all that, and we're still not yet, as you can see, not yet into the pads, mm-hmm. what are you trying to accomplish? Because I would guess that you think football is clearly played with the pads on, and that's when you can actually really see what's going on. So mm-hmm. what are you trying to accomplish in this period? What can you guys do as a defensive line without the pads? I
8: was like all technique stuff. I'll make sure you know all the plays, the checks, things like that. And just the small techniques of your first step, second steps, aiming points, uh, the tracker you want to stay on in certain plays and things like that, and just reading off each other. And it's just the initial steps of building the chemistry we want to build up front.
10: How excited are you to put the pads on?
8: Super excited. You know, it's been a while. You know, every offseason you'd be itching to go hit somebody. <laughs> and um, as soon as you get back out here on the field in between the lines, it's just like it's all back again. And uh, the season's right around the corner. It feels like it's gonna be here in a flash. And um, like the offseason went by super quick too. So super excited for, you know, with the new teammates, new colors and everything. And uh, excited to get back out here.
10: When you get to go against, you know, a perennial pro bowler in Joel Batonio, two-time pro bowler in Wyatt Teller, Ethan Posick had a heck of a year last year at center for the Cleveland Browns. How did that iron sharpen We hear that expression all the time, but is that something you're looking forward to? Because maybe you can bounce ideas off of a guy like Joel. Like, what do you see when I'm doing this? And vice versa to help you both get better.
8: Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, I played against him a couple times in the years and stuff, and uh Especially when you got a guy like that across from you, it's going to make you that much of a better player because we're all competitors out here. And uh, just the competition every day, trying to beat each other, trying to, uh, you might want to switch this up because you gave away this and that and stuff like that. Those small things, we help each other out because at the end of the day, we're teammates and we want to win together. But uh, iron sharpens iron every single play out here.
10: So you mentioned something that's interesting. Struck me. We talked with Joe Thomas, who's going in the Hall of Fame, representing the Browns, obviously. And then we're playing in the Hall of Fame game mm-hmm. the day uh, a couple days before, and I asked him a question. You know, what do you think about from the time the plays called in the huddle till the time the ball is snapped? And he went through about. It was a 20-minute, just nonstop, about a hundred different things as checklist. But one would be, you know, your. Terrell Suggs' toe was at this angle, so I knew he was doing this. How much of that little stuff are you looking for once the play is called? And kind of walk us through your process. Play, call, you get to the line of scrimmage so you can see if there's a tell and then know how to attack.
8: Oh, yeah, it always depends on who you line it up against. But, you know, you go look at the film against their tails. But as soon as you get the play, you're thinking about your plays. Okay, if we call it this, is going to be that. If we call it this, it could be this way or that way. It could be this scheme. Let me look at the formation. Is the slot over here? Is the back over here? How is the back? Is he child alignment? And just, it's a long, like you said, it's, it's a long, long yeah. listen.
10: <laughs> How excited are you when you see something where you, somebody's given you a tell that you've studied from the film study and then it allows you to get a sack or make a tackle oh, for yeah. a loss? And is that, that's got to be pretty gratifying.
8: Oh yeah, for sure. It's just when you see the tell, like, you try to start, try to not smile because you get excited. But uh, yeah, you be out there and you get like almost like the jitters or something. And you go out there and make a play and just let the celebrations begin.
10: How we knew that right?
8: for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All
10: right. What's it like being here at the Greenbrier? Did you ever do anything like this in any of your previous stops, where you kind of just went and got away for eight days someplace like this?
8: Uh, no, not uh, not yet. Uh, this is the first time I ever did it, and uh, it's, it's been nice so far. You know, the meeting rooms, everything compact right here, and we got to run across, to travel too far for everything, and the meetings and everything. Practice coming out here for walkthroughs and stuff been pretty good so far.
10: I know it's only a couple days into it, but do you feel like bonding obviously has to be a big part of it. You guys kind of have to come together as a team to run through these four or five months, maybe even more than that, obviously, mm-hmm. in this season. Do you feel like you guys are kind of getting along and you're starting to see that chemistry just because you have to be around each other all the time now mm-hmm. from basically here for a while?
8: Yeah, for sure, especially by uh, – I feel like it starts in the position groups. Yep. And uh, the D-line already, uh, we always try to get something to eat or – just uh, watch an extra film, do an extra walkthrough together, stuff like that, and we just start bonding from the get-go. And, you know, I got a great group of guys out here, and uh, it's just everybody cares for each other. Nobody's selfish. Everybody's selfless out here, and um, it's good. And uh, like we've been, you know, transferring the same energy to the linebackers and DBs and stuff like that. And uh, when we put these pads on, I'm pretty sure it's going to be on the offense too. Yeah,
2: you know, it's going <laughs> to
10: be—it's going to be a lot of fun. Going to get you out of here on this one. Wanted to ask you after practice, you guys were over here, and it looked like you were putting on a master class of some technique stuff, <laughs> running around the pole, smacking the hands away, all of that. What was going on? And is that something that you guys kind of organized yourselves and said we want to get a little extra work in?
8: Oh yeah, just uh, the all, the vets. We came out here. Everybody got a group of stuff we want to work on. I know with the detackles. It's just with the schematic we just talking about like double teams and stuff like that double teams uh hand placement your feet how you want to play it. especially teaching the younger guys the same thing who hasn't you know had the same nfl experience with it and um i know like uh, miles and Zadares are doing like some pass rush stuff you know they're just specialists with that one i'm gonna go get some classes from them soon and um yeah it's just like you know just try to give back to everybody and just give the same knowledge you share with everybody and they share the same to me and um just That's how we're going to get better.
10: Love to see you guys putting in the work here at the Greenbrier. I know you can't wait for the pads this Friday. We can't wait to see it, Dalvin. Again, welcome to the Browns and looking forward to a great year for you. All right, thank you. We'll be back with more Cleveland Browns daily live from training camp at the Greenbrier right here on 850 ESPN
1: Cleveland. Live at Browns Training Camp, located at the Greenbrier Resort in West Virginia, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
0: Welcome back in. A.B. was on with us yesterday. Uh, Prior to that, he gave his state of the team address. Let's have a listen.
11: All right, so we're super excited to be here at the Green Buyer to start our preparation for the 2023 season in earnest with training camp. Um, you know, being here is just a phenomenal opportunity. I mean, I, you all can see how beautiful it is out here. It's my first time, but it's, it's been it's been awesome. And uh, I actually want to start off with a couple thank yous because uh, I don't think people realize how hard it is to move your entire football operations to a remote location here, obviously, in West Virginia. Uh, starts with you know Phil Dangerfield, Abir Shadri, Chavis Cook for handling everything logistics related. Um, our equipment group led by Brad Mellon, our video crew led by Rob Pavlis, um, and what we think is the best grounds crew in the NFL. They all did a great job of making sure the setup here is exactly what we need. Um, we looked at the Greenbrier as a unique opportunity for us coming back early for the Hall of Fame game. Um, to do a couple things. Um, number one, really just focus on the work, you know, in a, a very you know isolated environment, and also give us some extra time to just come together and bond and gel as a team. Um, I want to commend the coaching staff. Uh, I thought they did a great job of laying the foundation for our uh, organization this spring, and we're looking forward to building upon that over the next several weeks in training camp. So, with that, I'll open it up for uh, questions.
4: Enter after the uh, wind. The wind Boston. Why haven't you seemed uh, to, to add a defensive tackle?
11: Yeah. So Tony, I think one of the big uh, you know parts for, or one of the big things that we do early in training camp um, is really just assess the roster. We haven't seen a lot of our players in pads in a new defensive system. Um, we do like a number of the individuals that um, you know we have in that room currently. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you know it's unfortunate we're moving on from from here on after a year, but. Um, he, like a number of players on our roster, were you know really competing for competing for a role, competing for a roster spot. So we like the mix of players that we have um, across all positions. We'll we'll see how we feel as we come to the middle of camp, and then reassess the roster from there.
7: Andrew, how how disappointing was it that Perry wasn't able to make it to year two after you know being a draft pick? Yeah,
11: I mean, yeah, I would say it's 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 probably less to do with, you know, draft pick or non draft pick. But the fact that you, you, you ultimately want, um, you know, any player that you bring into the organization to you know, maximize their ability, maximize their time with the team. Um, you realize that that's not always going to happen. And, and ultimately it's about putting the team first and making sure that you have guys that buy in. I asked
4: this not because they want, John didn't
11: practice today. but Are you comfortable with the backup offensive tackle? Uh, yes, but probably to the uh, uh, question earlier about defensive tackle. Um, oftentimes, when you put the team together in the spring, you you have an idea of how you th- assume it's going to play out. It never goes it never goes you know perfectly. And training camp, whether it's through performance or injuries, that's a um, a big time of the calendar for us to evaluate the team. But but we do feel good about our tackle depth as we go through this team. The your star
6: running back is under
11: contract and happy which is Kind of a unique situation, at least this week in the league. What's your take on? running back situation in general, I know that's kind of broad, but the position, seems to be undervalued and these guys are kind of, you know, screaming right now about it. Yeah, I think, um, you know, as you look at our sport, um, you know, it, it has changed from, let's call it the, the 80s um, in, in the 90s, where, you know, at that point, um, you know, a lot of offenses were, um, you know, built on, you know, maybe as a, a bell cow, you know, a bell cow runner. I think now unequivocally the you know, the central protagonist in our sport is the quarterback. And as a result, um, you know, positions that are the quarterback plus positions that are tied to the passing game, um, the, the market has dictated that those values have shifted because of, their, because of their, impact on, uh, their impact on winning. And I think you see that, you know, you see that um, you know, over time as, like, you know, the game changes, the game evolves. Now, that being said, um, the rarest thing that you can find is a difference maker regardless of position, regardless of like your, your organizational philosophy. And, um, you know, now we have, uh, you know, a defensive tackle that's making north of 30 million. We have a guard that's making north of 20 million. You have off the ball linebackers that are making, you know, making 20 million because there are players that break the mold. And for us, you know, when we made our decision at running back, you know, we felt like we had a superstar at the position who embodied everything that, you know, we wanted within the organization. So um, we didn't overthink it. You know, it's, it's, it's Nick Chubb, right? Uh, and so, um, you know, for us, uh, it was a pretty straightforward decision because those difference makers are hard to find.
5: Andrew, Andrew, they talk about wear and tear with running backs, but Nick was saying he sort of thinks it's a myth because you know other positions, you know, deal with the same wear and tear. How do you sort of respond to that? You know, that that kind of assertion from him is that why are we held to a different standard in terms of wear and tear compared to the receiver? Or an offensive lineman?
11: Yeah, I, I think that the profiles for positions across the board, like, you know, all positions aren't created equal. There's durability, he's right, there's durability risk for um, you know, for any player that a team is thinking about signing to a second or a third deal. Um, some positions are, you know, more at risk for injury than others, but I think probably more importantly, it's 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 about the individual. Um, it's about the individual and and making sure not to lose sight of that.
4: This is a show of solidarity you know, Nick was on that Zoom call yesterday. It's uh, pretty interesting today where he stepped in front of us and said, I could be next. Mm-hmm. Does he have anything to worry about? <laughs> uh,
11: uh, Nick Chubb, I would say this. Nick Chubb is um, the type of player and person that you hope is with the organization as long as possible. Good. Andrew? You talked to Sean
6: Watson today and he out his heart a little bit about how
11: Deshaun, uh, I mean, you heard him speak. He's he's in a uh, he's in a really good place. Um, you know, I think this is going to be a um, you know big for, be for him professionally and personally. Um, we think he's in a in, in great shape physically. He's been he's been really good on the field, um, and I love what he's done off the field. Um, so we're excited about him. Um, you know, looking forward to see how the next weeks play out, and as we get into the season with our quarterback. And I
6: wonder if um, can help Miles. Yeah,
11: yeah. I think, you know, Jim, his scheme and his system, the defensive line in this system, they're the engine. Um, and as he always says, he takes the, the seatbelt off of those guys. Um, it's about generating negative plays, forced errors, turnovers, um, and it starts with the D-line, you know, wrecking havoc with a premium on pass rush ability. And that fits Miles to a T. You know, we think we have one of the – we think we have the best, um, you know, pass rusher in the league with, with him – and, um, you know, this is a, a, a tailor-made, you know, kind of match made in heaven, if you will. Well, I don't
7: think we've talked to you since the Zedarius trade. So what do you think he adds in that mold with Jim and Miles?
11: Yeah, we, we can never have enough rushers. I think with Z, the appeal with him is, is his versatility. He's a high-level rusher who, um, you know, I, I think oftentimes people just think of him as an edge guy. But I think really where he's particularly skilled is his ability to rush inside over a guard or or center and he he can do the stuff on the edge really well but having someone who can win quickly inside just gives you um so much versatility to create uh advantageous matchups um to rush the passer so um, you know, between you know him, you know Obo with his speed off the edge. Uh, we have a couple power guys. You know, with you know with Dalvin and 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 Siaki, um, it's a nice it's a nice blend of skill sets to get after the quarterback. Andrew, uh,
6: Andrew, this doesn't feel like a, uh, when you look at some of the competition. It feels like it's back end of the roster competition. There aren't any a lot of starting jobs that are up for grabs mm-hmm. type of a, a thing. And, and a lot of the players are competing for some of those remaining roster sponsor guys going into their third and fourth year. Just, I guess, how do you feel about those two classes, the 2020 class and the 2021 class, as far as their ability to have the type of impact that you're looking for them to have as say get deeper in their NFL career?
11: Yeah, we've, we've, we feel good about those groups. I would say this, we feel good about – the roster in general. I mean, it remains to be seen, um, the competition of, like, starting spots versus maybe more, um, you know, supporting roles, you know, within the offense or, or defense. Um, but uh, we feel good about the competition that we have across the roster and are looking forward to uh, to guys. Some guys will assume bigger roles. Um, some guys will take another step in their career. And um, how that all shakes out, that's what the next several weeks. Are. One
4: more position group I want to ask you about. Uh, any concerns about your running back depth beyond the-
11: yeah, I think you know. Any time you know, Kareem was here for, I guess what, three years, four years. Um, anytime you move on from a vet, it gives some other players a chance to step up. Um, you know, we feel really good about Jerome. He had a, a, a very strong, strong spring, particularly in his pass protection ability, the, men, the mental side of it. Um, a big reason that we, we drafted him in um, 22 was uh, you know because of his ability as like a receiver, uh, and we think that he'll be able to play that role really well. Uh, but you know, behind Nick and, and Jerome, there you know, there's there's going to be some competition, Tony, and um, it remains to be seen who can you know who can uh, emerge for that for that third running back spot. Um, but again, that's what training camp is going to be for. How
6: much does the change in the kickoff return rules? It, it just it feels like mm-hmm. the league's just trying to eliminate that altogether. So when you have uh, a combo player that's receive a receiver returner, mm-hmm. how much does the rule change? impact your calculus when you're thinking not only the numbers, but the position, but the players. Yeah, that's,
11: it's a great question. It, it certainly, um, you know, uh, makes a higher bar for how productive that returner is to, to have the player on the roster just, you know, just for that value because you're right. Um, you know, if you don't if you don't have a strong returner and, you know, you can just fair catch it all the time and probably get adequate starting, you know, field position. Um, But, you know, that's something, honestly, like throughout Bubba's history, he's always done a nice job when he's had um, a good returner of creating like a, you know, top of class return game. So it's something that we will still value, but from a roster building standpoint, uh, I would be lying if I, say, if I said it didn't give more, you know, more flexibility in terms of a okay, so
7: couple more or did you just see what Elijah Moore can do in this offense and how he fits?
11: Yeah, yeah v- very much so. I think, um, you know, Elijah has a skill set that we were looking for. Um, his versatility, his work ethic, his rapport with the quarterback so far. Um, you know, we, we like what we've seen to date. Um, we just want him to keep stacking together really good days.
0: All right, good stuff from AB there. Second hour of the program coming up next. We will lead it off with Z and Gerard breaking down what they have seen so far down at the Greenbrier, taking a look at Cleveland Browns as we start to kick off this season for 2023. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Ballybet, sports betting partner, your Cleveland Browns, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN.
1: Live at Browns Training Camp, located at the Greenbrier Resort in West Virginia, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
10: Welcome back into Cleveland Browns Daily. Nathan Zagura joined by Gerard Cherry, the three-time, three-time, three-time Super Bowl champion, and we are here at the Greenbrier. And Gerard, we look out over the field, and it is quiet for the first time really since we arrived here on Saturday, four days into it, kind of just before we get into specifics and we've got some topics, the great Gibbe put together a bunch of stuff here to kind of recap things on this day off. But kind of just overall, what's been kind of your takeaway of just the experience, the place, what you've seen, just kind of overall top-level summary of what you've seen so far?
9: What I'm seeing, Nathan, is really a good revving up, if you will, to... Friday and Saturday with the pads in that you've seen the intensity as we get closer and closer to those days, it has just bubbled up. And today was a perfect example of that where you had a defense that was very talkative, very active, active, and just more about challenging the offense and saying, this is our approach. This is our attitude. This is how we're going to go about doing things. And I really appreciate that because I felt that was a a break from the norm of what we saw from the defense in previous seasons. So I do feel in a lot of ways though, coach, Swartz won't own up to it right now, but I really do feel that they're taking on a persona that he wants to present and that we're going to be the type of defense in which we get after you, and we're going to let you know about it as well and have no problems with it.
10: Yeah, I think you kind of really hit the nail on the head. It's almost like the first day was everybody getting on board the plane. The second day, we were kind of taxiing and going through all the safety precautions and all of that. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, on Tuesday... That's when we started going down the runway. Yes. That's when it actually started to get real that we were going to be underway and take flight here on the 2023 season. You mentioned uh, on in that practice the first day that we saw 11-on-11s at full speed, the first day we saw 7-on-7s seven on full speed. They'll have the day off today. They'll be back at it on Thursday, tomorrow, and then on Friday – That's when those pads come on. So give me just what people should be thinking about in the back of their minds. Players day off. What are you hoping that they do on that day off, both physically and mentally? And then how important is it to come back, hit the ground running on Thursday when you return to action, knowing that the pads come on Friday?
9: Yeah, what I'm about to say is oxymoron. It's a day off, but don't treat it like it's a day off. And the reason why I say that is you still need to take care of your body. You still need to be in your playbook and you need to be mentally doing reps on how you are to perform and what you do need to do from a standpoint of how do I get myself better as a football player. It can't be a situation where you simply say, you know what, I have this day off, let me go hang out all day, let me totally neglect and forget about football. We're in the midst of a football season. That should never be the case. You should be doing anything and everything to hone your craft and making sure that you're doing things to become a better football player. So, yes, you will not be physically active on the field, and that's the reason why they put these measures in for your health and safety. But at the same time, mentally, there is no excuse. You need to be in your playbook, and you need to get your mind right for what's going to take place with this season and this opportunity to do that. So right now, if you had a situation where, okay, I made a mistake here and there. I need to fix that. It's a chance now to concentrate on that. Figure out how you can make yourself better. And that's how you take advantage of these days off.
10: Like in your mind. So let's say that there's 12 hours. We'll call it 14 to 16 waking hours in the day. Mm-hmm. On a day off like that when you're at camp. like Some guys are going to play golf. We know that. Some guys are going to go on hikes. We know that. Some guys are going to go... Do a little bit of – Do a little shooting. We know that. Yes. (laughs) Really? But don't you think – I think it's probably okay if you take a few hours to yourself. As Ah. long as the other hours, you are making sure that you are committed to it. Are you saying no? No, you get nothing fun.
9: That's where old school me comes in. If you want to sit around and play video games and do those type of things, I just don't know if you want to play 18 holes of golf. I mean, that's four hours of being in – the hot sun. And to be fair, not
10: here. There's nobody on these courses. You can fly around these <laughs> courses, to be fair. Well, okay, two and three hours. Yeah, yeah, sure. so,
9: uh, so that right there I'm not sure about. I know, again, it's your opportunity to get away. I just think because of the, how long the season is, anytime that you can rest up, treat yourself physically by getting in the ice tank and getting in the hot tub, getting that massage, seeing the chiropractor, getting some stem treatment, watching extra film, Do it because at this point, your whole point of leading into this was to have that break. Yep, and I don't believe in this whole idea in season you're gonna burn yourself out. The whole point is you're in season.
10: Yeah, I do have one question for you. Do I do think, and I can see kind of both sides of it, I think that tomorrow should be a work day, but you can have a work day and still have some fun in it. Yeah, you can because I do think part of coming here was for guys to bond, and I think that having the day off tomorrow gives them a chance. To do That's something and bond that isn't football, like right. we're going to go spend some time together on the golf course, hiking as AB is doing with some of his guys. You know, we're going up to the to the the ski shooting range, things like that. I think it gives them a chance to bond, but I still think you need to have a business mindset about it. That once the fun's over, you get back into your playbook, watch I some mean, film.
9: Something stationary like ski shooting, okay, I'm down with that, but yeah. I'm not sure. If I could support the idea of guys hopping on ATVs or going on No hiking. way. <laughs> Hiking's no. just
10: walking. No, I consider but, but, but it walking.
9: But you're walking on hills. That's tiring. Okay. That's okay. taxing. Right. So, I mean, right. A.B. Well, doing, A.B.'s doing it. I don't know if players are hiking. Yeah, so well, I'd, be I'd be shocked if players are hiking.
5: Okay.
10: All right. Fair enough. I like that. All right, Gerard, let's get into some of our topics as we kind of look back at those first few days. By the way, Elijah Moore, you already love Elijah Moore because he told us after we interviewed him after Tuesday's practice. So what are do you doing your day off? Get my body right. Exactly. That's all he said. Just that simple. He's already on. He's on the Gerard Cherry preferred <laughs> list right now. All right, let's go into the Browns' offense over the first four days of practice, and folks. Just so we're hundred percent clear. Uh huh. There's been one day of practice. That was Tuesday. <laughs> okay. The first three days didn't really exist. You weren't even
9: competing for the ball. For the no, that
10: was all. And those were mental reps. And as right. you pointed out, the value in those and making sure assignment alignment. They mm-hmm. didn't have to restart any plays. There, that was great. But as we go through it, just one word, we're going to start with this, one word to describe Deshaun Watson thus far in training camp.
9: Composed, confident, and accurate
10: it I love you because if I Gibbe was presiding over this and he asked for one word, I would give three, just like you did. And then he would yell at me and say, It was only one word. So I like what you did there. And and I agree. I think those are very good words. I'd add comfortable. I just uh-huh. think he feels comfortable, uh, certainly in his own skin. I think he feels comfortable as the leader of this team. So I like that. Good job by you there. Uh is Elijah Moore emerging as the second best player on offense behind Deshaun Watson. These are Gibbe's questions, folks, behind Deshaun Watson.
9: If you're gonna base it on level of activity, yes. On level of activity, because he's being featured a lot.
10: He is. I still think Nick Chubb would be the second best right. player on mm-hmm. the offense. Um given that'd that he's be the best running back. Have, have. Gibbe apparently is with everybody else just poo pooing running backs, not even giving Nick Chubb. I thought you, you could have written that to say second best player on offense behind Nick Chubb, but he didn't do that. So who knows what that's about. I would say, Nick Chubb, Mm -hmm. I think Amari Cooper, when he's on the field, will be our number one receiver. But I've said this many, many times. And DPJ, I think, has had a good camp, so has Najoku. I think Elijah Moore has a very good chance to have a monster year this year. And then as you look in the future and just understand the cap realities of the situation that Andrew Barry and his group are facing, that it is unlikely that you'll be able to have Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples-Jones both be Browns going forward for the foreseeable future, you know, after this season Mm -hmm. and beyond with Amari making 20-plus DPJ, a very talented player's head to hit free agency. They're going to have to make tough decisions. Elijah Moore is going to be a guy that is going to be here, and I think he will be at one point, whether it's sometime this year or sometime in 2024, will be the top pass catcher in this offense, which could make him the second-best player on offense, given that we'll be pass-oriented, Gibbe. (laughs) Just told me I was number one.
9: Yeah, he certainly did. That was nice. Number one. Uh, Yeah, but again. Thanks, Nick is proven. Yes. He's the best running back in the league. can make the argument, and Nick is the best player on offense. You can make that argument.
10: You certainly could. All right, going on. Are you concerned about Amari Cooper's early camp injury?
9: No, I'm not. Because I watched Amari Cooper play last year hurt very effectively. So I'm not.
10: And it's not serious. Like, we know that. I think if this if this was a game week, Amari business. Cooper would absolutely be out there. This isn't a young player who needs to understand how to run the routes and all that. Yes, you want him to get the work with Deshaun Watson, and he got a lot of that in the offseason. They talked about building their chemistry uh, down in Miami, down in Houston, and we'll get to see him out here. But this is a veteran who knows his body and knows how to. he knows how to play the game. Like, I have no concerns about Amari exactly.
9: Cooper. Exactly. A veteran that's a professional. A veteran yes. that's done things the right way. And again, as you just alluded to, a veteran who knows what the heck he is doing when he steps out there on the football field. So in this case, you're in a situation where actually it helps him to have limited pounds on his body. So you can look at it in that light. And normally I wouldn't be that guy telling you that. It's all about practice, practice, practice. But there's something to be said about as you get up in age of giving your body that rest more than what it normally would require. Listen, we
10: got a guy that we're going to be celebrating that we absolutely love, the great Hoff. Mm -hmm. The Hoff was very judicious with his body during the week in terms of practicing and then was always showing up, 10,363 consecutive snaps on game days. We are much more concerned about Amari Cooper in this season, September, October, November, December, January, hopefully into February, than we are right now in August. And, by the way, he is perfectly healthy. And
9: the fifth-best quarterback on the team just walked
10: by. He is. Tyler can sling it. There's no <laughs> doubt. I told him I told him that you were, uh, you were watching him out there when they were doing some cover two drop drills for the safeties, and he was just absolutely deep half safety drops. And he was slinging it out there. I mean, he Rockets, was. 45, 50 yards. All right. With Amari being out, though, and Marquise Goodwin, he's been out. We've talked about that as
9: well. What wide receivers have helped themselves the most in your eyes? Uh, for me, it's Baldwin. Uh-huh. I, every time he gets an opportunity, he catches the football. He has reps with the ones, with guys being out. And I'm really impressed with what I'm seeing out of him. Each day, going through the walkthroughs, he's doing the right things from alignment assignment standpoint. So, That's a name you need to pay attention to, y'all, because I certainly think he's going to give himself a shot, especially if he's able to contribute on special teams.
10: He's got big size. He came in last year. We picked him up in early August and really kind of picked it up very quickly, was great on his assignment and alignment, knew the playbook, knew his responsibilities, actually was active in one game when he we beat place. the Baltimore Ravens and got two targets, caught both yeah. passes for, I think, 26 yards, 25 yards uh, last year. So he's got good size. He's one I would signal out, uh, single out. I think Jalen Darden is getting an opportunity. Can he capitalize on that remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. We saw him. He made a couple of nice catches today. Um, he's somebody that has the speed that you would hope could perhaps step in if Marquise Goodwin is unavailable to the Browns. All right, one under-the-radar player, not a first-teamer, who's helped themselves in the I first four practices. <laughs> Daylon Baldwin. Okay, that's your yeah. Dalen Baldwin? Yeah. To me, and this is just from watching it, mm-hmm. and I've talked I about it a few one, times. I, I like Jordan Akins. Okay. I think Jordan Akins obviously he's not first-teamer. The Chief is the first-team tight end. Jordan Akins. Had nearly 500 yards last year, career-high five touchdowns down in Houston. Watson recruited him personally to come here, mm-hmm. and I think he is going to be a wonderful target for Deshaun in the red zone and just a guy that he can count on to be. They have that chemistry together. They played very well together for three years in Houston. I think that Jordan Akins, he's not going to be a stud in terms of the stats. It's not going to be, He's always going out there for 80, 100 yards, 60 yards, not very often. This isn't a fantasy. We're not talking fantasy. We're talking about a guy that in his role is going to make plays that help us win football games. I think Jordan Akins can do that.
9: Uh, certainly. Well, I'll add a defensive player.
10: Well, we'll get there. We're going oh, to right, get there. All right. We're going to get there. All right. So you say on offense, Dalen Baldwin. All right. Now we'll transition right. in to the defense, and we'll start with this question. The biggest change in the defense from last year to the first four practices, or really the first practice that you saw <laughs> this year.
9: It's attitude. I mean, guys talk noise, as we like to say, or junk or trash last year. But this seemed to be like, hey, this is who we are. It felt like that today. Like, we're going to get after you. We're going to talk crazy to you when you're on the football field with us. And we're simply going to have this angst about us. So I would say attitude. I like that. And you we, you talked about it. They're taking on Jim Schwartz's temperament.
10: Now he's saying, be the best version of yourself, the most hyped version, the swaggiest version mm-hmm. of yourself. And, and we are seeing that. But I think a lot of that fire and that passion comes from him. Uh, the other big change for me is – when you talk schematically, and we haven't even seen the five-down linemen yet, but when you talk about schematically, obviously more man coverage. Mm-hmm. We're going to have more middle-of-the-field close, which is single high safety, and we're going to have the other safety kind of lurking, robbing, or down in the box and run support depending on the formations from the offense. And we're going to rely on our guys' ability to cover. And I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Now, you're going to have to be smart, right? You play the Patrick Mahomes' of the world. <laughs> you play Justin Herbert. You need to play two deep safeties quite Sometimes. a bit j- mm-hmm. just to keep them – you don't want to give up those chunk plays. But I like that we're going to be aggressive. And then I would say the other thing that really stood out to me was the size and the push that Dalvin Tomlinson is going to give you. This, the power of a zadarius Smith. And obviously, and then Miles is just ridiculous. So right. I think our defensive front, if Jordan Elliott can be solid, can be an average number Which two I defensive think he tackle, can be. agreed, mm-hmm. I think we have a chance to have a really, really good front this year.
9: Right, because there are moments in games where – He took over, but it wasn't consistent enough. So I think he can be that. And you're not asking him to be the bell cow. That's what Tomlinson's here for. And also, we saw some plays from Ica today Oh, man, he
10: almost had an interception. (laughs) The ball actually almost (laughs) stuck into his body (laughs) as he jumped up there and put a little pass rush on Kellen Mond. All right, which room is deeper, Gibby wants to know, the defensive line room or the DB room?
9: Ooh, Ooh. that's a hell of a question. That is a good question, Gibby. Cause both right now are showing up and showing out, but based upon what I saw just today, since we're gonna, so I'm gonna make this a daily venture. Okay, I'm gonna go with the defensive backfield because okay. I saw dudes who are seven, eight, and nine on the depth chart doing Ma- what? Making plays. Making plays against our ones and our twos, and that's not a, a front or assault against our offense. It's just these dudes out there balling.
10: Yeah, Bo-Pete Keyes was making plays in Tuesday's practice as we had Thomas Graham making plays. There were a lot of guys flying around and making plays in that defense, and obviously Greg and Denzel and M.J. Emerson. And So I, I'm going to give the absent answer just so we can kind of flesh it out for our mm-hmm. listeners. So when I look at the corner room right now, I think we have four locks, mm-hmm. right, in terms of people and who are those guys will play corner. It's Denzel. It's MJ, it's Greg, and then A.J. Green, who's really come along nicely. Mm -hmm. You know, Mike Ford was brought in to play special teams, and it feels like he's going to be in there as a fifth corner. And then I think it's kind of wide open for a lot of different people to compete to be that sixth corner. We drafted Mm -hmm. Cam Mitchell, but Thomas Graham could be that slot. There are a lot of different options and players in that mix. You go to the safety room, and I think you have three very good safeties: Thornhill, Grant Delpit, Rodney McLeod. But then you got it's a little bit there are questions after that, right? Anthony D. Anthony Bell was an undrafted free agent a year mm-hmm. ago. Ronnie Hickman. You have a couple of other undrafted free agents kind of competing: right. Bubba Bolden in that room, uh, McAllister also from Ohio State. That's kind of the room as you see it. Defensive tackle. I do think we have one proven commodity, Dalvin Tomlinson. We both like Jordan Elliott. Eco we drafted this Mm -hmm. year. We like Maurice Hurst when he's healthy. But it feels like that room maybe has a little more. But then to me, defensive end is just so deep that that trumps all of it. Because here's where you're going to have to cut a guy that is definitely going to be, in my opinion, claimed and probably on another 53 because you got miles you got Zedarius, you got Oba Okoronkwo, you got alex right your third round pick from a year ago that they like a great deal you got isaiah mcguire who you drafted this year out of missouri who yeah, they like the a great isaiah. deal and then they have isaiah thomas who they like a real so that's six guys mm-hmm. and it feels unlikely that we will keep six defensive ta- defensive ends on our final 53 maybe it's possible because we're going to be rotating and they you know jim schwartz wants those guys fresh and we'll have three of them on the field quite a bit but that's I think that's our deepest room right now. Now, it's deep with proven commodities and multiple-time pro bowlers. It's deep with you know ascending players, and then it's deep with some guys that are still a little raw, but you feel like have a lot of talent. I think that's a very, very deep room. I think cornerback and safety, your starters, mm-hmm. are better than your collective starters on the defensive line in terms of just filling it out completely, but your top-end talent on the D-line, Zadarius, miles oh. and dalvin is is as good as it gets oh. i'm still signing with the dbs for now though I like based it. again upon what i saw today. i like it it's good and, and i think the fact that it's a reasonable debate mm-hmm. and both sides can make valid arguments is a very good thing for this defense and tough tough decisions ahead for andrew barry all right not an under the radar player but just anybody on defense who stood out to you
9: Gosh, you know what? I'm about to give my man from Cal some love. Jordan Knasek, I think, is doing his thing, man. No doubt, he's on every last special teams. He's getting rotation with run with the ones. Yep, and he's under the radar. But I really think this dude's gonna find himself being a starter, and uh, just all he has to do is just remain consistent. Man, that's a room that all of a sudden is is deep in the sense
10: that. You've got the four guys back from – five guys back from a year ago, really six if you count Kunashik. You mm-hmm. added Matthew Adams, and we know that he left Tuesday's practice with an injury and will get – it's not considered to be season-threatening mm-hmm. in any way.
9: And I saw when he did. He went up for the ball. And, man.
10: and then I'll tell you what, Jason Tarver, and I'll, I'll give you my – okay, so who stood out to me? I'll get to my underrated player in a sec because it will be uh, somebody out of the linebacking room. A lot of people have stood out. Just the size of Zadarius Smith and Dalvin Tomlinson, let's just leave it at that alone. That has stood out to me, and so has Denzel Ward's complete buy-in and willingness uh-huh. to play in That's the awesome. slot. Yeah. I like that. I liked it. All right, under-the-radar player who has helped themselves, in your mind, <laughs> on the oh, oh. defense.
9: You, oh, I bet you already know where I'm going with this. It is my man, Bo Pete. Bo Pete? Bo Keys. Yeah, I like him. Played well today. Yeah, he... Had two breakups, making plays, and he could consistently do that yep. day in and day out. And then when the preseason games come about, do that same thing, he's going to find himself making this team.
10: Yeah, he's a guy that has shown very well. He's kind of bounced around the league a little bit. The question will be, can he hold up from a speed standpoint? And if the answer to that is yes, he could push for that six. I think that six cornerback spot wide is open. wide open. And right. there are a lot of candidates who are going to try to make this team or at least try to stay here in the program. My under-the-radar player uh, who's helped themselves the most is Mohamed Diabate, or Diabute, mm-hmm. the linebacker, undrafted free agent. And I can tell you, Jason Tarver, loves him our linebacker coach already loves him said he's a dude he can run he can cover he's just kind of like he said he is got that kind of alpha leader mentality Mm -hmm. uh and he's been assignment sound and he has really made an impression and if you can do that as an undrafted free agent that's a beautiful thing that's an opportunity especially at linebacker where if if Bubba Ventrone feels that same way about you Mm mm-hmm and you got your linebacker coach vouching for you. You got the special teams coordinator vouching for you. All of a sudden, you become such a good financial option for an organization as somebody who's potentially an ascending talent will be playing for cheap. Can give you roles, be a core special teams guy, play linebacker if you need you him need to, it. but you groom mm-hmm. him to do that in the future. That maybe he could push some somebody that we wouldn't expect, but a veteran who's making
9: significantly more. Oh, out of a, a job. Yeah, that's always a possibility, especially when you consider if you can get a guy who's giving you a similar production for much less, you have to take that into account. And that's just the way the NFL world works. So that is totally plausible that that could actually take place.
10: All right. So we'll see. These are the early things. And, again, pads have not come on. I think when we leave the Greenbrier after two padded practices, there will be kind of a re-ranking of everything as you start to prepare for the first preseason game. And then coming out of that, and people's performances in that game against the Jets, you'll see a re ranking, restacking of things on the bottom half of this roster. The guys fighting to make the team, fighting to stay in the program on the practice squad. So, as you know, players are off today on Wednesday. They are back tomorrow, Thursday, for practice in shells. And then Friday, it will be the first day of pads. Pads again on Saturday. A brief walkthrough, I believe, on Sunday morning. And then the team will travel back to Cleveland. So, if you haven't seen them, check out our training camp insiders, Gerard and I, on the Browns' YouTube channel, youtube.com slash browns. We did ones after Monday and Tuesday's practice. We'll do two more Friday and Saturday after both of those padded practices. We've had Cedric Tillman and Elijah Moore on set with us, those first two. We'll have more stars with us as this goes on. So it's been a lot of fun so far, but now I think we're about to reach the point where we have liftoff and we're fully underway this Friday when those pads come on. All right, we'll be back with more Cleveland Browns Daily for you. Breaking down this day off, what we've seen, great interviews, all kinds of stuff coming your way here on Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: Live at Browns Training Camp, located at the Greenbrier Resort in West Virginia, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
0: And back by popular demand, your favorite four-legged companion, year two Barking Backers presented by Milkbone, the fan club for dogs view membership options, and join today at Barking Backers com for more a week from saturday the hoff will go into the hall of fame another joe potentially could be joining him certainly off to that type of start in his career here's joe batonio with the media from yesterday
6: What is, uh it's being camp 10 mean you?
12: um it's a pretty it's a pretty cool milestone um after my rookie year you know i was like all right i played in the league like i want to you know take it year by year but 10 years would be pretty pretty special to get in and uh and we're at year 10, so that, that that's pretty cool. Um, not too many people play 10 years, so it's it's really a combination of, you know, luck and, and skill and having the opportunity. But it's 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 a little different, you know what I mean? Going into year 10, you're getting a little bit older, but um, I love it. I love it out here and uh, ready to go.
7: You still, I mean, obviously you're going to pro goals, you're not pro. Do you feel like you're still playing as well as you ever have?
12: Yeah, yeah. I felt the last couple of years have been, um, I try and get better every year, you know, and I think I've improved. And, um, you know, I think throughout my college career, I it took me time to develop. I was improving there. I got to the NFL. Um, you know, I was injured early in my career, so there was a couple years there where it was, you know, a little stagnant. But I think since then with, with Coach Callahan, Coach Stefanski, AVP, the whole, you know, offensive staff really, um, you know, put me in a, a very strong place to do the things I like to do. And um, it's, it's been really good. I, I felt good the last, you know, two, three years playing at a, a very high level
5: being this long into your career, you know, normally you guys camp is, you know, in your backyard, you know, have a facility. The, how different is it, you know, come, being able to come down here? How much does it at least hope, you know, change things up for you? Yeah,
12: it's definitely a change up. I think, you know, with the uh, Hall of Fame stuff coming in a little early, um, coming out here for a week or eight days or, you know, eight practices, however long it was. Um, I think it's a real positive for us, you know, there's not... we do miss the fans you know they're out here and stuff with us but we'll 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 see them in a couple weeks but um but just having the team here you know there's really not much else to do we're here from seven to seven every day doing football hanging out with each other laughing joking um it's a good place for us you know and and I think I think the guys have the right mentality and they're, they're coming out work and I think the staff and the training staff is is really ramping us into it you know not going too fast too hard just to uh you know Ease us into this this, this training camp.
5: People are you guys ready for what your uh, what amenities you're going to take advantage of tomorrow?
12: Um, no. I I think we're going. I think Owen's going to dinner tonight, so we're gonna do a little steakhouse tonight. So we have a day to digest that. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then tomorrow I'll probably sleep in. We might try and go to a movie. Um, some of us. So we'll, we'll see. That's not here, but somewhere, you know. I saw an escape room. They have an escape room. a you know, bunker escape room. That might be fun. But I'm not. I, I wanted the golf, I'm not going to lie. But then I was like, I'm going to be too tired, so I'll leave those at home. Uh, once the season starts, the golf clubs, you know, go away. No ski, I
7: shooting, I ever away. ski
12: shooting? No, no ski. I'm not a, I'm, I've shot a couple times, but I'm not. I'll leave that to Wyatt and the boys. You know, they can they can <laughs> handle the ski White shooting.
7: Water,
12: no, I would love to do that, but not in training camp. You know, all these things are fun things. I might have to come back in the off season. you know. next
6: week? they going to party with Joe for a couple days? I don't
11: know
12: if it's party. <laughs> I can attend, though, but I, you know, we'll see how practice goes from there and stuff like that, but I am going to go see his, his ceremony, uh, me and my wife, and, I mean, there's so many great people that we're going to be able to see, along with Joe and Annie and their family, um, you know, definitely make an appearance at the after party and, and say congrats, but, you know, we're kind of in the heat of it, you know, I've since he's retired, I've been like, if I'm on the Browns, it's going to be a little bit different this year, so I'll have to, you know, nudge him a little bit, and say thanks for making us come, you know, a week early. You
11: know how excited he is, huh? how much are you?
12: Yeah, it's, it's special. Um, you know, he's, he's a guy that's, you know, one of the best. One of the best to ever play the game. And, and uh, to play next to him as a young player in this league and, and to see him, you know, I, I think he only had one kid when I got in the league and now he has four and, you know, he's going to the Hall of Fame and all those things. It's just it's just pretty surreal. You don't play – you don't have the opportunity to play with that many Hall of Fame guys, you know, and so to have that have – that, um, Ability is 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 pretty special for him, and and I'm very happy for him and his family.
4: It, it, it's only the first day you guys did anything at, at a higher speed than that Red Zone trail. It looked like the defense was very successful. Were you, were you impressed? How, how congested is it down there?
12: Yeah, I, I was on the it was seven on seven I think. So they were going. It sounded like the defense was doing well. <laughs> the whole line was getting some pass sets on the other side, but I think defense usually starts out a little bit ahead of the offense. You know, getting used to each other but um coach schwartz has a great scheme i think the players are excited to play for him um but you know i know coach Fanski and deshaun and all those guys are are going to come back and get their shots in too joel have you found
6: uh, the green briar to be haunted and also uh, i understand that you know maybe the, the floral patterns aren't necessarily exactly what you're yourself.
12: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's definitely an older property, you know, you pull up and it it's beautiful out here, by the way, like, you know, I talk about West Virginia, it's very beautiful. Um, yeah, the floor patterns are a little bit, you know, older, but they do a good job, you know, like, when I see the floor patterns, I think like, great, great grandma's house, you know what I mean, like, like old, but it's, it, you know, it's clean here, it's everything. Wyatt said his door keeps open in the middle of the night, but I don't, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what that means. I've had no issues so far, everybody's been, you know, very nice. Um, but we are getting used to the floor. I got a lot of green and pink in my room. So it's, it's a little bit different. My kids like the chairs. I FaceTime them and they're like, can we see the green chairs again? So maybe we'll have to get those for, for our
2: house.
5: You we to going around the corner and see a couple of creepy girls. <laughs> <laughs>
12: I mean, there's, there's like statues and weird things that I'm like not next to the other players. So like, I don't know where my room is. But when I walk back into the building, I have to kind of go through this maze to get back to my room. And last night, I swear I was lost. I was like... I'm not exactly sure which way I go I just kept walking. I ran into my room eventually, but it's uh it's definitely amazing there.
7: Hey, Joe, I got another Joe question for you. You mentioned Annie, you mentioned Ice got working. Um what do you think of him having his family to present him for?
12: Yeah, I think it's it's awesome. Um, you know, you play eleven years in the league, uh, you know, you met Annie in college, obviously got married early in his career, maybe after college or but um, you know they go through it with you, you know, like the training camps, the practices, the seasons, the good games, the bad games, like they're the people that you talk to and, and go through it and they make sacrifices. Obviously in the offseason and stuff, it's it's, it's you know, it's worth it for us, but there's a lot of sacrifices they make, so it's a team effort, you know. I, I try and tell my wife all the time how much I appreciate her work, especially like this week, you know, she's at home with the kids and, and doing that thing. Um, so it, it's always a family affair and, you know, his family's one of the best so I think it's, it's very cool that you know, they're, they're honoring him that way.
5: Well, you've talked a lot since Deshaun's gotten here about, you know, the uniqueness of blocking for him and, and the stress they can put on an offensive lineman. How much, I know you're still early in it, but how much do you feel like you're, you're slowly coming to get a handle on it at least a little bit?
12: Yeah, we're understanding him a lot better. Um, you know, how he drops, how he, you know, extends a play to, to try and make a better play, how we're going to move the pocket for him a little bit. All those things are coming out. Um, I think the more we practice, it's been a little early in camp, you know, a lot more jog through tempos. Today we finally got some full speed stuff. Um, but we're getting used to it, and I think he's feeling more comfortable with us and talking to guys and asking guys, hey, on this play, like, do this for us or, or, or change it around. So he's finding his voice as well. So I think it's just a, a gelling out period, but we're definitely getting more
0: comfortable. From one of our more proven players in Joel Batonio to one with the most potential Cedric Tillman with Z and Gerard coming up next in the special edition of Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: Live at Browns Training Camp, located at the Greenbrier Resort in West Virginia, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
0: For a team of injury lawyers dedicated every client every day, call one eight hundred elk Ohio. Elk and Elk is a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. Sometimes it's just a matter of opportunity knocking, and it did for Jalen Hyatt last year at Tennessee. It did because the guy you're about to hear from got injured early on in that season. Cedric Tillman in 2021 with the Tennessee Vols, 64 catches, 1,081 yards, 12 touchdowns. In other words, he was a dude. But because of that injury, Hyatt elevated. And he became available to us, and that is a win for you as a Browns fan. It's a big win for this Browns offense because he has the makings of eventually being a number one receiver in this league. Certainly has all the traits. Here's Cedric Tillman one-on-one with Z and Gerard. Cedric, good to see you.
10: Training camp underway today. He's got the helmets out there, a little bit more of a ramp up. How are you feeling? And what's it like being back out there on the field with your teammates?
13: Uh, it feels good. You know, anytime I can go out here uh, with my new brothers and you know compete, obviously get some work in. You know, the season's right around the corner, so uh, we're
9: all ready to work. And season certainly is right around the corner. You're going to be basically lined up to play a football game very soon. But Cedric, we always talk about the speed of the game from that transition from college to the pros. What have you noticed so far in that transition?
13: Um, you know, just taking it one day at a time. You know, obviously, you know, in the NFL, we're playing against, uh, you know, the elites of the elites. So, you know, definitely the speed is uh, picked up more, but it's all about getting your playbook so you can slow the game down.
10: As a rookie, that's the big thing, right? Getting in, as Gerard talks about it all the time, assignment and alignment. How do you feel you are on that part of it? And we'll let the physical part of it take care of itself. You have those gifts. But how do you feel on the mental side of it right now?
13: Oh, I'm learning each and every day. Uh, you know, me and Coach, uh, we're working real hard. Uh, I'm working hard every day. My teammates, you know, the other receivers in the room, the quarterbacks obviously help me uh, learn the playbook. So, you know, I feel more and more comfortable each day.
9: And Cedric, you're in a spot where you're in the National Football League. You went to college, you did what you did have to do to get here, but now you find yourself actually in a training camp. How excited are you? And do you find yourself when you get up in the morning like, "Wow, I am living out my dream"?
13: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Every morning, I remind myself that you know I've been dreaming about this moment my whole life, Mm -hmm. Um, and I always be blessed and grateful. You know, even those days you may not want to wake up early. You know, you just have to realize that you know millions of people wish they can be in my position. Uh, So I'm truly grateful, and you know I try to come out here and work every day
10: you got some great role models in your room. Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones is a guy who just has done it the right way from day one and has made a great career for himself. Marquise Goodwin, who while he's not on the field with us now, we hope he is soon, but his leadership is palpable the way that he's always talking out there is a lot of fun. What have you learned kind of from these vets, not only about how to play the position of wide receiver in the NFL, but part of it's how to be a pro. You have probably a lot more time than you ever had at any point in your career, but you need to use it productively to make it your lifestyle to be a pro.
13: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think, like you said, just learn how to be a pro. You know, luckily, I was blessed to have some great guys in the receiver room um, who don't mind coaching me up. And I always tell those guys that, you know, I'm not afraid to learn and you know, I'm not afraid to be coached. So I'm always going in them, asking them for advice, what I can do, what I shouldn't do. And, uh, you know, I'm just learning each and every day.
9: And I like the point you just made, Cedric, about guys being willing to coach you up. Because a lot of times in this atmosphere, it's very, it can be cutthroat. But I know it's with this team, and I'm seeing this early on. I get it. But there seems to be a camaraderie building here. You sense and feel that as well?
13: Yeah, absolutely. You know, obviously we do have to compete. But at the end of the day, um, we're one unit. You know, we're, we're brothers. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. Obviously, we all want to play and stuff. But At the end of the day, we're all teammates. Uh, we all want to see each other eat. all want to see uh, each other get paid and stuff like that. So uh, we're just one unit.
10: When you are younger, you're watching a guy like Deshaun Watson at Clemson. You know what he can do. Now he's your quarterback here. And the football part of it, you were well-versed and well-prepared for what Deshaun would be like. He gets up in front of you guys, and you have your quarterback kind of bare his soul to this football team. What was that like for you as a young guy? And what do you think that kind of meant to this team in in terms of its bonding and, and the understanding of each other that, yes, football's a big part of it, but we're all humans too. And as you said, my brothers, that we can relate to each other on much deeper levels if we're willing to open up.
13: Yeah, absolutely, you know, uh, obviously, you know, Deshaun did obviously open up to us and, you know, other guys on the team have too. you know, I think it was huge, I think it was great, um, you know, and I just think that's why, you know, he's a great leader, you know, not everything's fun in games, you know, sometimes we do have to have serious conversations, we are brothers, that's what families do, and uh, definitely showed uh, why, you know, he's a great
9: leader. And prior to joining us, Cedric, I was watching you put the extra work in with one of your coaches, what were you working on? And what do you find and feel that, hey, if I do this and add this to my game, this element, I'll be a much better and more productive player? I feel like if
13: I just learn the game, uh, become more of a skill uh, overall, you know, more skillful, uh, putting more things in my bag and stuff like that, uh, you know, I feel like I'll be great. You know, I got great role models in the room you know, to help me learn. And now it's up to me just to put the work in.
10: You're in the SEC. Many people say that is the most challenging conference. In, in. It's the best level of football outside of the NFL, right? What are the differences you've noticed when you're talking about adding to your skill set, maybe in just how precise you've got to be in your routes, in the depths, in the way that you build that stem to create the separation? How much different is it even coming from the top collegiate league to here in the NFL?
13: Uh, the details. Uh, obviously, the details matter in college, but in the pros, they say you're professional for a reason. Um, you know, Everything has to be in one sink and one core because everybody has to be on the same page. and. It truly means if one person doesn't do the right thing, you can really mess up a play. So definitely uh, paying attention more to details and being a pro.
10: You mentioned that everybody being on the same page. As a receiver, you and the quarterback need to be on the same page. You need to see the field kind of through the same eyes, right? Do you feel like you're getting there and and with some of that chemistry with the quarterbacks that you've been working with?
13: Uh, Absolutely. You know, just going out there each day, you know, rather it's uh, routes on the air or during team competition, uh, you know, just getting on the same page with the quarterbacks and stuff like that is very important.
9: And one of the things that we always talk about, is the importance of being one of the first guys on the field and one of the last guys on the field. I know that you've been taking that role on and doing just that, but once the meetings are over with and you go back to your room, are you cracking your playbook open and doing the things necessary there to just learn more about the game, as you just said, to get more precise on what you have to do so you prepare come the next day?
13: Absolutely. Um, I try to go back on the plays. I may have not done too good, but overall, I try to go back on all the plays we do. So it can just be snap of the finger, just know what to do. Uh, That's very important because uh, when it's time to go, you don't have time to think, you just got to play. And I think those guys who just go out there and play without thinking are the ones that are successful.
10: Browns is here for preseason games. I mean, it's an opportunity for young guys like yourself to play more than maybe on the other 32 teams, you and the Jets, you guys will get it. 30 other teams are only going to get three games. The first one's in 10 days. You're going to put the pads on for the first time on Friday, and then six days later you'll play that preseason opener. How excited are you for that, And, and do you feel like it is a little bit of a blessing for you to get that extra game so you can get that work to get you even more ready for the regular season?
13: Absolutely. You know, I'm very excited. You know, it's definitely gonna be a dream come true. You know, I'm trying not to look too far ahead. Obviously, that's right. One day, one meeting, one, take right. a one, exactly. take a one day, one meeting at a time, one practice, because it's important, you know, sure. if you overlook stuff. That's how you miss out on the details you've been talking about. But, uh, you know, obviously having that fourth game, I think is important for all of us uh, just to uh, see ourselves on film and just to learn for it. So when the season comes, uh, we'll be prepared.
10: Having you on here, also get a chance in those preseason games. We're going to see a former high school connection, I would imagine, at some point, DTR here, and our guy Cedric Tillman. Cedric, thanks for the time, and best of luck to you this season.
0: Thank you, guys. Big point at the end of that there from Z, uh, with Cedric Tillman and and Dorian Thompson Robinson, they played together uh, at Bishop Gorman in Las Vegas. You will see them both next Thursday at the Hall of Fame game down in Canton as we get set to induct the Hoff on Saturday. So that will be a fun thing for Browns fans to keep an eye on. This These youngsters are going to get a big, big spotlight next Thursday night. So much more to come. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. <laughs>
1: Live at Browns Training Camp, located at the Greenbrier Resort in West Virginia, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. This
0: 2023 schedule is here. Get your single-game tickets right now for all the great matchups at Cleveland Browns Stadium. Visit clevelandbrowns.com slash tickets to purchase yours today, so just give you a little bit of a timeline. What to expect over the next couple of days? The off day down at the Greenbrier happening now. Uh, little chance to recharge the batteries. You recall yesterday on CBD we talked about how that one felt like the first real practice that was on Tuesday. So that's that ramp up period. You get the day off today, and then tomorrow they really get going. Um, so the, the shells will go on tomorrow. The pads will be on tomorrow, and then Friday you will get that. You're going to get that tackling. You're going to get that contact that will happen on Friday. I think the plan is for it to be Friday and Saturday. And then Sunday, the team will fly back home here to Cleveland. That will happen on Sunday. And then, of course, you're getting into Hall of Fame week from that point on. And so those practices, there will be some down there in Canton, I would say, towards the end of the week. And then you're going to get that game on Thursday night. Um, That is a game of which obviously none of the starters or prominent players will play. But for this team and a guy like Cedric Tillman is one where he will get a real opportunity there. I also think Dorian Thompson Robinson is going to be fun for a lot of you guys to watch Uh, a young player out of UCLA with a ton of skill. And he will be showcased in that game very, very prominently. One other thing to note going into that game, and of course what will be in the end a celebration for the Hoff by the time we get to uh, induction day on on Saturday. The bottom of this roster is fighting for their lives right now. That's happening. Um, They are fighting for it. So what happens in those games and in those practices, that is their time to shine. Um, so there will be a lot of, of eyes and attention on that and some big-time kids who are going to have to prove it. You think about Tommy Togi, the former Buckeye, Josh Proctor, some of those guys, they're going to have to go here and and take advantage of that time that will have for them on Thursday. We are back tomorrow on Cleveland Browns Daily. The next level is coming up next. Thanks for listening, everybody. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland.